Hello and welcome to Money Life. This is Sucheta Dilal. Today I am talking about an issue that concerns me and should concern every other journalist who has been reporting on business and finance. This is about Sebi's witch hunt against a reporter in the case of a fairly straightforward merger. I'll come to the details later, but what Sebi has done with this reporter could have a chilling effect on business media freedom. Now, the Securities and Exchange Board of India has openly announced that it to rein in financial influencers who lure people with all kinds of unsolicited investment advice and get rich schemes. I think that is well warranted. It has also been working hard to regulate journalists who have brazenly misused their position to front run stocks that they recommend and even to participate in pump and dump schemes. This too is welcome. In fact, Sevi has done a good job with a large television network while the cases are ongoing. And this video blog as well as my columns have absolutely applauded their attempts to do that. So we are not saying SEBI should not regulate journalists or look at what they're doing, especially when they get up to mischief. But this case is a little different. The regulators attempt to make the media more accountable and disciplined is certainly welcome. And I can't tire of saying this over and over again. But the recent investigation and adjudication proceedings that it launched against a journalist called Ishita Guha, who used to report for the news channel ET Now, is deeply troubling in how overzealous the regulator has been and how it has alleged fraud and unfair trade practices on what appears to be a straightforward reporting assignment. So we're giving you a link to the detailed order. Obviously a video blog can't get into all details, but let me assure you, read the order. It is even more chilling than what I have to say in this blog. So here's the story. In April 2019, this journalist was attending a hearing of the National Company Law Tribunal in Mumbai. She was reporting for ET Now, the tribunal, she said, on 23rd April 2019, had approved a merger between Bharat Financial Inclusion Limited, BFIL, and Indusind Bank. BFIL was SKS Microfinance, fairly high profile, well known, and well-priced. This merger, mind you, was announced in 2017. NCLT was supposed to pass orders clearing the merger on 23rd April, but after complete hearing, it decided to reserve the orders. Eventually, it approved the merger on 10th June 2019 without any change, drama, or anything else that happened in between. Now, typical of news channels, any of you who has watched television know that news channels are in such a tearing hurry to break news, be the first with the news, especially somebody who's number two wants to be the first. So ET now apparently, based on this journalist report, reached out to PH Ravi Kumar, non-executive chairman of BFIL on 24th April 2019 and asked his comments on the ruling. Now the ruling, if you remember, had not been out as yet because the judgment was reserved by NCNT. This journalist has already said that. We, even an ordinary lay person, you don't have to be a journalist, but you watch on television how journalists chase people for sound bites to perk up their breaking news and everything is breaking news. Now, if a potential interviewee has not read a particular report or is not aware of a development and they think that they will have comments to make, what usually happens is that the anchor or what is called a guest relations person will give a quick summary to the person whom they want to interview and say, this is what happened and we want your comments. 
lots of people will say i'm sorry i will not appear without reading the order but maybe because this was a straightforward case the chairman agreed to the interview the next day now the chairman apparently mr ravi kumar made appropriate disclaimers that he had not read the order but responded about how long it will take for the process of integrating the two companies to be completed et now's questions on this ruling were a little pre premature right i mean you would agree they jumped the gun and apparently nclt made a reference to sebi sebi decided to launch an investigation in may 2019 like i said this was a routine merger announced on 14th october 2017 nobody contested it in a big way when this report appeared share prices rose 1% on 23rd april and about 3% the next day after the interview this is not a huge price movement but not according to sebi sebi suddenly decided that this has to be the biggest case of market manipulation and fraud and it has to get in all guns blazing after this little reporter who had covered it for each now she no longer works with the channel if you ask me after my 35 years in journalism sebi could have completed the investigation in a few days it should have just made an effort to understand how the media works what the girl was doing ishita guha had clearly told the network that nclt this is there in the emails that have gone back and forth so you want to read them read the order she had said clearly that nclt was yet to publish the order why was so sebi so aggressive about this was it because sks microfinance was once a high profile company but was there a movement was there any market sensitive news the merger was known 2 years earlier mr ravi kumar headed a commodity exchange i'm sure he knows all the sebi officials personally and knows the disclosure and reporting requirements that's why he made all the appropriate disclaimers said i've not read it none of this made a difference with the regulator and mind you if the news was premature then when people spoke out it was up to the company also to issue a correction to the stock exchange nothing was done sebi didn't go after them these corrections were eventually issued after may when sebi began an investigation now whatever the reason sebi decided that it's just going to make an example out of this case get into the psychographics of whether the journalist had knowingly provided incorrect information with a predetermined intent to manipulate script prices and influence the decision of investors having decided on such a wide canvas sebi's shokas notice to read it reads like a chilling witch hunt some effort had to be made to understand how the media works and like i said an ordinary person watching television regularly gets the hang of what's happening in fact doesn't even like it but they understand what is going on they understand the pressure of breaking news Now, egregious misreporting falsification of facts front running of stock recommendations any proof of synchronized trading yes take action need stringent action there's plenty of that happening we report it all the time the telegram channels influencers have still to be reined in these are not all influencers they are people openly making tips they have not been reined in this is an official reporter reporting a developing story not on her own because she was assigned to go and do that the decision to interview the chairman was not hers so that was done by the anchor probably a decision about her pay grade now et now told sebi that 
the journalist was in court and she got information from her from lawyer sources this too is routine anyone who has covered a legal matter remember legal matters you have to be extra careful even if you have stood there and heard it you want to reconfirm it with lawyers and subsequent details in that order show that even the lawyers believed that the deal was done that day and bar barring the official order being issued this journalist correctly refused to disclose her sources so sebi went ahead in fact they couldn't even contact her until early 2021 because she had left her job but sebi issued a show cause notice pasted it on her door or somewhere else and said she acted in a reckless and careless manner by providing false and misleading information and that she was trying to shift her responsibility to the lawyers that's stunning her behavior now this is the key part her beha- behavior according to the sebi investigator fell under the definition of fraud under section 21c5 of the prevention of fraud and unfair trade practices regulations these are regulations that sebi used this against major market manipulators here's a young reporter covering nclt where sebi thinks this is the big scheme that she has cooked up and maybe there was some synchronized trading there's a passing mentioned by her lawyer about synchronized trading in the order people should read it so it proceeds against the reporter and if you ask me it's damaged her career because like i am re- reporting her name for my story this is permanently on the record on sebi's website the process outlined in the detailed order finally exonerated her very tamely with all kinds of statements about media freedom giving them leeway none of it was warranted in this simple straightforward case in fact her lawyer made a great defense after she found a good lawyer after 2021 so advocate arjun natrajan has correctly asked what influenced the formation of an opinion that a journalist should be accused of securities market fraud under this very draconian regulation that's my aside for no reason other than a news report that lay at the heart of the adjudication process in bond so it started with a news report so you accuse the journalist of fraud in fact all that was required of the regulator was check with the network mistakes happen you're all human was an appropriate correction issued with proper visibility sebi itself has a principle where all circumstantial evidence cannot be proved so it is what they call preponderance of probability now if this principle itself had been applied to be very clear that this journalist who did a job asked a lawyer reported something and went away on to another story was not motivated and had not committed fraud but no sebi wanted to throw the book at her instead sebi chose to convert the sncelt reference in a sweeping investigation the final order did not find any merit but can you imagine the harrowing time that the person went through before she found a top lawyer to handle things advocate pr ramesh who has had a long stint with sebi and is now a senior securities law expert tells me and i'm quoting him that this order is an attempt to foist a non-existing fiduciary obligation on tv channels and their reporters on the ground that they're making comments about securities market it's tough to establish that people acted on the information in fact it's like saying a reporter who's reporting a riot is responsible for causing and aggravating violent actions i completely agree it is indeed true that the business that business journalists have to be conscious and we all are of the financial implications of what we say 
to investors because things are market sensitive prices go up and down we are conscious about it we are aware of insider trading rules and you have to look at this in a context this is the extreme standard that sebi has applied in this case for a journalist day after day we are looking at misinformation defamation slander all of which we are helpless against because you can't even keep suing people this is under the guise of panel discussions on social and political issues or actions of central investigation agencies half baked information is peddled the minute you write a name there is nothing you can do but a report from the nclc court is considered fraud carelessness mischievous motivated and what have you it's downright absurd in fact advocate natrajan asks again correctly in the absence of any material to show that ms guha was involved in any deceit manipulation or conscious or deliberate misinterpretation how would this prevention of fraud and unfair trade practices regulations apply at all i mean how extreme is that he correctly says that the shogas notice is an extraordinary one and is a deep intervention by sebi into a field of perceived errors in the profession of journalism without any nexus whatsoever with misrepresentation in the course of dealing in securities the core issue that falls for consideration is whether a journalist reportage in good faith of her understanding of what transpired in the court proceeding to her employers can at all amount to planting false and misleading news in connection with dealing in securities under the pfutp regulations ultimately as i said she was exonerated and none of this was proven it was shown that she did not act in concert she did not influence anyone deliberately she did not trade in the shares there was nothing and this can be found by sebi records without an scn without accusing people of fraud and sending out a show cause notice like i said earlier sebi did not go after the company for clarifying things only after which is required under the listing rules went after the journalists i would call them trumped up charges in fact sebi even spent time like i said looking at whether synchronized trades had happened as her lawyer said no extent of extrapolating a perceived error in reportage of market transactions would bring journalistic coverage into the domain of fraud in the securities market errors can happen in this case it wasn't even an error without any change that merger was sanctioned so announced 2 years earlier and finally cleared in a few months we don't know why nclt decided to reserve orders it did personally i think this case requires a much wider discussion by media bodies especially the business media and people who report on capital markets like i said sebi has been aggressive in investigating and bringing action against anchors we commend sebi for doing this it was required front running by people who pretend to discuss stocks and give tips has to be curbed two great orders have been issued since jan 2021 we are not talking about those we are talking about a witch hunt on a junior reporter who's doing a straightforward on site reporting job which leaves really very little scope for this kind of mischief especially when you're covering courts and here too the eventual story was not wrong even if she had made a complete mistake and said that the merger had been sanctioned when it wasn't there may be some action that maybe her 
you know, paper or her channel could have taken. Even Sebi could have passed strictures, but this wasn't even wrong. I believe while investing journalists, investigating journalists or trying to rein in influencers, Sebi needs to spend time to understand the media business. And believe me, the whole media business has changed drastically. It is frightening for you as a listener, as an investor, because it's difficult for you to know what is true and what is false. Corporate houses call the shots. They have large budgets. They employ intermediaries like PR firms and advertising firms. They use their marketing cloud to influence editorial decisions in most cases. They work to ensure what is the content of a program, what will be the slant of the program, who will be called to discuss the issue. So if they don't like someone who's likely to be, you know, sharing an alternative perspective, they will ensure that such people are not on television shows. And how do influencers work? Very few of them are doing their own little racket of manipulating stocks. Most of them are paid by corporate houses and PR firms. And the PR firm will also decide the virality. So if you want something to go viral and repeat it, you will get more influencers. You will pay more of them. They will give out versions of the same thing, past comments. And SEBI needs to do a lot of thinking before it gets into it because you can't just catch the pawn at the end and leave the problem intact. Pawns can be sacrificed. This is not how SEBI is going to be able to regulate influencers or regulate the media. Remember, social media companies are even selling trends for a price. You think all those birthday trends are because there are fan clubs? They're paid for. Same thing is happening in the corporate world. The minute you say something, if it's negative about a company, a corporate digital action begins to give a contrary point of view. SEBI is serious about regulating the media as well as social media. It needs to follow the money and not waste time on pointless adjudication which ends in exoneration. It will also be ridiculous if the market regulator uses this fact about market sensitivity to decide that it is going to become the arbiter of professional care and due diligence that is required from journalists. So is it going to be a press council? SEBI needs to decide that because it cannot decide how a media functions that is not its ambit. If you agree with me, please share this video and let's start a debate. Please also subscribe to Money Life, bring you a lot more like this. Thank you.